Welcome to Home Group Heads Up. This is a cold take with your hosts, Jay Ewing and my good friends, Matthew Michaud and Perry Marshall. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Yeah, good. Going well. This cold take, we're going to talk about humility. Humility is an important aspect of leading in home groups. Wouldn't you say, guys? Probably. <laughs> I don't think I'm qualified to talk about this. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm the most humble person on the wor- in the world. Yeah, totally. So humility, because humility frames up home groups, the success or not success of home groups, I would say. Now, there's a, that's a bold statement, but I would say that the Lord frames up the success of a home group or not and what he wants to accomplish in that group. But um, as a leader, humility is one of the key factors in success. Notice the silence. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, right now you have me wondering, hmm, how, do I, how do I relate to that statement? Yeah, totally. Well, the scriptures talk a lot about humility. Um, we get a lot of information about humility if we examine the scriptures. One of them would be Philippians 2. What's so important with Philippians 2? I, I love Philippians 2 because it, 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 the picture is follow Christ's example and then tells you what Christ's example was of he, he gave up being or being equal with God wasn't something he held on to, but was willing to take the form of a servant, right? Even to the point of death on a cross, like from being with God in the beginning, creating creation, being God to all the way down to death, even death on a cross. Yeah. Becoming obedient to death. And like that's Christ's example of humility. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, go imitate that as much like as in whatever way you can. Right. And like if Christ did that, then there's there's nothing that I can't. I can't say like, oh, well, Christ didn't do this. Right. So I don't have to do this. Totally. Yeah. I think one of the hardest parts about humility is actually in our culture. Humility is pushed to the side and we never see it in our media, our, our relational spheres of influence, reading the news, whatever it is, we never see good definition of humility because everyone's out there to self-promote. Totally. And to think of self. So, so what is a good biblical definition of humility? It's not thinking of yourself less often. Wait, no, it is. It is thinking of, it's not about not thinking about yourself. It's just I don't know. I'm going well, I've heard, I've heard Tim Keller. Yeah. What is Tim talking Keller's about? Book? Um, in case you're wondering, Tim Keller, former pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian church in Manhattan, um, since retired. And, um, he has talked about not thinking less about yourself, but thinking about yourself less. Thank you, Perry Marsh. That there was the quote I was There doing. it is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think Matthew to, to answer your question, um, you know some of the some of the clues that we get in Philippians two have to do with like verse three. Do nothing from rivalry or vain conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. So you're putting others ahead of yourself. Let each of you. This is um, verse four. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So there's that idea, and then and then the the real key word used to describe Jesus is that of a servant. Yeah. So I think all of those kind of come together, putting others ahead of yourselves, others' interests, others' needs, others' um, desires ahead of your own and taking the form of a servant. 
Yeah, that's very true. Hey, Matthew, now this is why I prompted you by your phrase over there, be Berean. What does humility have to do with the Bereans and what they were doing when Paul came across them? Yeah, so this will come in the sermon on October 10th and 11th, uh, if you're listening to this later. But the in Acts 17, Paul and uh, Silas go to Berea and... Uh, it's, it's described that the Bereans receive the gospel with eagerness and examination. Uh, and there's like two parts to how they do that. And Thomas does a great job breaking that down. I would, I'd recommend go listening to that sermon or even our home group heads up on that. Uh, we might flesh that out a little bit there, but the, the key point that I think we can bring into the humility conversation is uh, the eagerness to receive, uh, it's not their, their mentality isn't like, we're all, we have it all figured out. We have, we're good. Thanks for coming, but we don't need this. It's you have truth. Let me, let me receive that truth. I want, I'm eager to, uh, know that. And, and Thomas talked about their stance of knowing their spiritual needs enough to know that they need Jesus or, or they need something there. And, and Paul points out to them, it's Jesus, but, uh, it's that humility to know that I want more truth and eagerness to receive it and the willingness to go examine that. Yeah. It's receiving even the simple practice of just listening and not jumping to conclusions, but letting the speaker speak. And then the ability, the humility to say, okay, let me receive it. Now examine it and use what is useful, right? Yeah, totally. Okay, so I know I emailed you guys this earlier this week. I've been reading, nerdy enough, uh, Clement, who was basically the next leader in succession after Peter, the first century church. Um, so he existed right around uh, 92 to 100 uh, AD is sort of when he's writing. So he's really early in the Christian faith and formation and close to the succession of the apostles. And he says this with humility in the examining of his own scripture time. He said, let us be imitators. Also those who are in goatskin and sheepskins went about proclaiming the coming of Christ. I mean, Elijah, Elisha and Ezekiel among the prophets who those others to whom a testimony is born in the scriptures. And I think that's a really encouraging phrase for me to look into the scriptures of those who are proclaiming the coming of Christ and the humility in which they had, you know, John the Baptist in three, three in John three, three says, what does it say? What's the most famous? He must increase and I must decrease. Yeah. And that is the true definition of what it means to practice humility. Okay. That was a long cold take. Obviously we weren't prepared. That's why they're called cold takes. And as scares, I can see the fear in these two guys' eyes when we throw cold takes, but we're just so thankful that you're a home group leader listening in. We're praying that Jesus teaches you humility, and sometimes that's through humiliation too. And may you become as humble as we are. (laughs) 